All right, the boys are back. Leafs talk. What's up, brother? Feels like forever and a day since we've done this. It's weird to start work back up on a Saturday, I got to tell you. Yeah, I was going to say, does your vocal cord still work? Uh, apparently mm. mine don't. I can't even say that. But like, have you spoken? Are you? Uh, uh, you know me. I'm always, I'm always Gavin. Well, <laughs> you know, talk. I'm a, I'm Man a talker. Talks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a guy who talks. And it's also like a big time drinking season. So, you know, I've been putting in the talking. I, I've been, I've been, I've been working on my talking over the Christmas break, buddy. But yeah, today the it's, it's not so much the, the voice working. It's the brain where you got to start mm. putting thoughts together beyond just angry texts I send you and my other friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's it's that one. Uh, okay, so the Leafs win. Uh, they mm. do it in dominant fashion. They just kick the Sharks' teeth in, basically wire to wire in this game. Maybe a slight little let up in the third period. Not going to really say too much about that. But hey, I, I guess the question to you is: Did you feel it a little bit tonight? A little bit of added. I don't want to say pride, but added happiness, pleasure, something that the Leafs actually went in, saw a bad team, and beat the brakes off them the way that you would have anticipated a good team plays against a bad team. Yeah, it's two in a row. They did it against Anaheim, where it was a closer game, obviously, but the mm-hmm. Dostal kid played really well, and they, they yeah, sweeped awesome. by him. And then in this one, I said on Friday that like maybe this is actually a bigger test than them playing good teams. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I asked you in. that last two yeah, weeks ago, yeah, and you yeah, laughed yeah. in my face. I don't remember that. I don't, buddy, uh, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Anyways, I just was like, is this a bigger test? And they went in there, and they played really well. I think the Sharks are kind of immune to that. Like, you got, like, they are really bad. There's a difference between, mm. like, losing to, like, the Ottawa Senators or, like, the the Buffalo Sabres or some of these teams, the Columbus Blue Jackets, some of these teams that they've left their mm-hmm. their their foot off the gas a little bit. This is a different kettle of fish or kettle of shark to, uh, pardon the pun here, they suck. That team is awful. They have nothing. Like, that team is going to probably be the worst team in the league they're going to have maybe get the first overall pick in the worst draft. Well, Celebrini's pretty good, and apparently he's got some San Jose connections or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that is by far the worst team the Leafs have seen all year. They are awful. Uh, listen, this is not to disrespect the player because I've actually met him a couple of times, and he's mm-hmm. a great dude, and I actually respect his game. But when they said Ferraro is the heart and soul of the team, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that came on. Cuthbert not, dropped that one in the middle of the game, and I was like, yeah, this, this team's not very good. I, I'm with you, though, man. I've been saying it, that this is the Leafs' new measuring stick game, right? Mm. That, hey, you love seeing them elevate their game against the Bruins. You love being able to see them take care of business against the good teams. But yeah. the Leafs have had a bugaboo over this like entire stretch of these players, which has been they will lower themselves routinely to their opponent. And I get yeah. it in the 82-game season, and especially a team like this where there's just so much media attention, and also these guys know the they're going to be judged based on the success of the regular or the playoffs, not the regular season anymore. But it was it is nice to see them just string a couple of games in a row where they just they they never let the other team get a chance to breathe. Like there was a moment, I think there was only like a couple minutes left in the second period, and the Sharks still had five shots. And yeah. I went, "That's nice." You've got the Sharks this didn't even... get to play. They didn't get to play tonight. No, like, that was it was not a a contest. And I don't know what the ice times fell ended up with tonight, but uh, the Sharks. I mean, against the Ducks, where the top guys played like twenty five minutes, this mm-hmm. just felt like a much more of a. Four roll, roll all four lines. Everybody got involved, and they just ended yep. up with a, a dominant victory over a team. Like, yeah, like William. Like I'm looking here, 
and Tavares plays 15. William Nylander plays 15. Marner plays 17. Matthews plays 19. Like that is, you know, when yeah. you're playing a team against that sucks and you want to ha- give your guys a little bit of a blow because they play so much. This is the ideal scenario where you get to go play all those guys under 20 minutes and you just, you, you salt it away with your fourth and third line. Totally agree. And yeah. I actually think that when we're talking about being able to rest guys, mm-hmm. that one, I know we talk a little bit too much about load management and stuff and especially with goaltenders, but man, Marty Jones is carrying a pretty heavy load here right now. He's got to play every single game. He just plays He's every night. 30. Jonesy's, we're going with Jonesy. Who's playing tonight? Jonesy. Yeah, we're going Jonesy. with Jonesy. <laughs> no, dude, he's he's like 90s Belfour where it's yeah. just like he's in the net every single night. 72 starts for Jonesy. He's <laughs> yeah, going. Exactly. It's just, you got to pry him out of the net. I, I actually think that that's big for the Leafs when they play opponents like that, not to add to the wear and tear. Like, do you yeah. remember during their, I, I want to say it was the 2020, no, 2019 season when it was just, whenever the backup was in net, it was just like, good luck. Lost. We're going to, yeah, it was just Lost. good luck. Yeah. Bad, bad, they, bad games. That's when they were like on the cusp of missing the playoffs. Remember, that's when Babs got fired. Mm-hmm. When they had all the crappy, I mean, that's not the only reason he got fired, clearly, but they yeah. lost every second half of a back to back with their horrible backups to Frederick Anderson. And that's ultimately like after there was a Cascasuo night, remember? The one we always yeah, laugh about was... where Malkin came down Broadway and ripped one bar down on him. They only lose 8 1 in that game. And then yeah. I think it was two days later, Babs got fired. So the backup goalie thing, yeah. like it was, it's always been a bug. I mean, it looks like it's going to be again now. I guess they're mean like back next weekend, but they've worn down goaltenders in the past. And oh, yeah. the style of play with this team this season has not been the Leafs of last year, right? Where they were far more defensively responsible mm-hmm. and they didn't put their goaltenders in as many compromising positions. I, I just, I like the way that the Leafs have adjusted over the last couple of games with Martin Jones and net basically showing the yeah a, a bit of maturity as a team saying we've got to play this a little bit differently we've got to be more engaged and we've got to make sure that our aging goaltender that started the year as our third stringer that was never supposed to be here isn't supposed to save our ass against the bad team so i i just do i, I think good credit to the team for for tonight's game yeah and I, I want to make sure that we give jones credit too because sure. like in the king's game he was a little more busy Ducks came, mm-hmm. game, I don't know how many shots he ended up with, but he actually made a couple pretty timely saves in that one. And yeah. I thought there was a moment at the end of the – I mean, they're at least going to win this game. But it was 2 nothing right after – at the se- end of the second period where Yarncroft scores a gross goal on Blackwood, the one that goes through his chest. And mm-hmm. then it comes down right at the end of the second period, and they get two or three chances, and he just stands tall in there. He's just making the saves he should make. He's calm. Mm-hmm. The puck hits him. He's big. He's not overplaying anything. If the puck gets by him, it's not the end of the world. He's just giving them solid goaltending. And it's just crazy how important he is. Like, now it's, they don't even play Hildeby. Like, he's just like, no, we're starting a 34-year-old journeyman on the second half of back-to-back. That's what mm-hmm. the plan is right now. So uh, credit to Jones, but you're right. They have definitely been the best defensively in front of him over these past three games. No question. The teams suck. Yeah. Like, the teams do suck. The Ducks yeah. and... And the Sharks suck, but they were locked down in both of those games. Even the Kings game, they were really good at. Yeah, that's uh, I just I, it's it's been noticeable for them. And yeah, yeah man, I obviously I'm going to give Jones his flowers. Like you know me, I'm a oh, yeah. I'm very much a goalie guy. I will say the thing that like the presence of Jones is very real to me in terms of the calmness that he plays with. But the mm-hmm. big reason for that, or one of the big reasons for that, to me anyways, outside of just his size and his positioning, is he's got great rebound control, man. 
even just finds ways to chip pucks into corners, doesn't give up a ton where they just like bounce out in the slot. There was one tonight where it happened. I think it was early in the third or late in the second where San Jose got a, a good chance in front of the net. And they almost like one popped out in the slot and the Leafs players were able to clear it. And I went, man, yeah. you, you just don't see that a ton with this guy. He's just, he's really not busy. And I think that he suits them stylistically. He's been, he's been great for them. And I, I just enjoy watching him play. I genuinely do. Like I've said on multiple shows, you see why a guy with a sub 900 save percentage got the chance to win 27 games last year. You get it. Yeah. You see, you yeah. just see why goal, why coaches keep putting him back in there. Cause he's yeah. just like, he's a normal looking goalie. Yeah. Looks like a goalie. Um, <laughs> looks like a goalie. He does. Uh, like, by the way, just, yeah. just a quick thing. This means yeah. nothing, but the yeah. only shot that I saw of Dennis Hildeby tonight on the bench, he couldn't have looked more like not he's ready for himself. the NHL. He's poor. He's <laughs> by himself. Because it's in, in San Jose. I guess the, 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 yeah. They just shot down to the corner. He's just. I know. <laughs> just, please, just, God. Please, God. Don't get in Yeah. <laughs> Nobody get hurt. Nobody get hurt. Please don't make me go in there. That was the look. Anyways, uh, I'd actually love – I think that we will get to see him fairly soon here because obviously this isn't sustainable. They're going to have to pick their spot. Well, but I did have first, a little feeling their, of uh, – what? Their first back-to-back is next weekend. So yeah. they go – they have – I think it's Sharks again on Tuesday. So you start Jones again in that one. I think they mm-hmm. play in on Long Island, I want to say. And then they play Saturday. Yeah. No, they play here, right? Because the okay. last game was in Long Island. I feel like, it, I feel like it's in Long moved. Island again. Again? I feel like it All is. Right. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it is. And then uh, Avs. But then the worst day ever, Sunday, back-to-back against the Red Wings on the Janu- on January 14th. Am I ahead of my weeks here? No, that's next nope. week. January yep, 14th, the Sunday night, the first weekend of NFL football. They play on a Sunday night, which is truly one of the most disgusting moves by the schedule makers. Like, I truly I can't believe that's happening. But Buddy, I guess I'm the, triggered that I'm missing the Texans game I know, right I'm, now. I'm like, dying I, to watch that. Like, I, yeah. I can't believe. Why? Why are they playing yeah. on the first weekend of why? the NFL weekend? Uh, like, the playoffs why? are sacred. They're sacred. I know. Anyways. It really uh, is a travesty. A that's a start you give him, I guess, the Saturday night. Because Jonesy's getting the rest of these this week. And then you yep. guess you give it to Hildeby. On the on the Sunday at home against the Red Wings, I I don't know. Feels like you know, they see, might, this is they might make something. This is make, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, is I, I think that they made the right call. And Jones used to play for the Sharks, and so letting yep. him play against his former team in front of his former fans, I, I think that's the right call. But watching this game, I kind of looked mm-hmm. at it when do you not think about giving him a blow and starting him at home against that crappy Sharks team on Tuesday? Yeah, I honestly, I, I, I think that's pretty smart. I just do worry about, like, I know they suck, but mm-hmm. coming first trip back from a West Coast, first game back from a West Coast road trip, Tuesday night out of a out of conference to, uh, opponent, I would be a little worried about that game if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm a coach because not even just the Leafs, a lot of teams lay eggs in that game, and you don't yep. want to. But at the same time, you can, if you can't beat that team with Hildeby in net, then you can't and it's just, it's not good. So I think that's mm-hmm. a, a pretty smart idea. But if I had to guess, I think I think Sheldon Keith likes accumulating points here and he's mm-hmm. liking what Jones is doing. I bet you they just go right back to Jones. I, I think he Yeah, has, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot of Jones. Sure now you're lot. talking about that's three more games, right? That's three yeah. more games. <laughs> it's only and, and if you're well, if your theory is that you're afraid that the team is gonna come back and lay a bit of an egg, yeah. I'd actually rather have them lay an egg in front of Hildeby. Okay. And in front of Marty Jones and have him working his ass off and have him start the week where he's, you know, he's, he's got a tough game. 
buddy, you've been off for a couple weeks. You're making some good points here. I, uh, I'm yeah. agreeing. I agree. Like, you're, you're hot. You're coming in hot. These are uh, good. I agree. I think you're right. Uh, I'm in the right. fugue state right now, dude. I honestly, I keep, I keep having dreams about doing my show. Like I'll wake oh, up yeah. and oh, just have yeah. pure anxiety being like, Oh my God, I got to talk for hours about buddy. sports. I've been had... watching. Can I tell <laughs> you one go. thing about being gone? Yeah. Watching Leafs games as a fan, having That's a beer incredible. and just, not having like listen i love doing this i'm 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 for the people i love Blast. doing this you're you're my best friend there's no one Blast. on the planet i like talking leaves with more but sitting on the couch and watching that ducks game the other night having a few beers beep game off when it finished oh <laughs> it was heaven knowing you were out there carrying the workload and how oh, yeah. is this gonna go <laughs> like buddy. Oh. <laughs> so good, buddy. buddy speaking of that so Ducks game, did you know that the guy who absolutely shredded that guitar solo posted me on his Instagram? Yes, that was so great. I'm so glad he gave you the credit. <laughs> well, he was obviously getting buried for three straight days, and the one guy that said something nice to him, he's like, "That guy's going on my Instagram." Anyways, hey, we're off the rails here. I, we're off the rails here a little bit. This was natural to happen because we still got some more ground to cover. But I will just yeah. say, I actually didn't really understand why it was getting shredded so hard. Hey, I thought it was it was awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, like I, I didn't. Why? I, what was even the reason? Like, I felt so out of the loop on why people thought it was so crazy. My biggest takeaway was I didn't like how friendly Nice was with Zegris before a game where they were like, "We're best crazy like, into me, bud." Zegris yeah, is like, how about legit? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. How about you guys hate each other just a little bit? Just <laughs> fake it for me. I just watched the Team USA guys all be dogs, and then the two USA guys, like it's like yeah, uh, hate each other. Hey, uh, be mean. Anyways, uh, Zegers is cringe. As the kids say, he's extremely cringe. He's a bit much. He bit is. Much. Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of glad Zegers is in Anaheim and that he's not like a guy that you got to deal with on mm -hmm. the regular, like yeah. on the East Coast, where if he like if he was on even like the Carolina Hurricanes, I feel as though the league would just shove him down our throats even more and it would it would be too much. He has, uh, one, okay. he has one non Michigan goal this year. So, yeah. Face tough, the tough league. Year. They give him the NHL old cover. Z. Old Zeke's having cover. a tough go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That uh, that speaks to a Nylander thing. This is a good oh, way to kind of segue boy. into Nylander because here's here's how we can start with the Nylander stuff. He scores a couple goals tonight. Good for him. Uh, I guess the price of the brick is going up because he scores some more goals. And our buddy James Myrtle tweeted that he's now on pace for 120 points. But Every single time anybody has come up with a fake Nylander trade, it's basically the worst thing that you can have in your closet as a Leaf fan. You know what I mean? Like, it's the number one worst skeleton you can have. Because I remember people making Zegers trades with Nylander, Oof. going, well, maybe you flip him here and then get Zegers to come back here. <laughs> you try to get John Gibson. Kipper about that one. <laughs> Did Kipper have that one? No, the one in the back of the day that everyone makes fun of him for. He's addressed oh, yeah, it a no, hundred yeah, times, but that one's the one that everyone kills him. Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Everybody has had a bad Nylander yes. trade because that's 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 what we've done. It's just you're not as public as Kipper, and you didn't have it maybe as bad as Kipper. Kipper's is the worst <laughs> one. It's the it's the, <laughs> it's it's the Michael Jordan of bad yeah. Nylander we did a whole trades. we did a whole one this summer, like a whole with like uh, when I was yeah. with Goner when I was doing the morning show, and looking back on those, I'm like, these aren't very good either, like. I, we had like Nicholas Wan, somebody from them, like a depth defenseman yeah. and a pick. I'm like, oh boy, get rid of these. Scrub the yeah. internet. No, you got to scrub the internet. You got yeah. you got to scrub the internet with bad Nylander trades. But uh, you know, when I when I was doing shows in the summer and we were talking about Nylander and everyone was debating whether you could pay him ten million dollars. That was where the goalpost was in the summertime. It was 
hey, they'd like to get him on 9-5, but could it be 10? And if it's 10, do you got to trade him? And that's how these things came up. And I made the point that Chicago was going to be sitting there with a big bag of money for Nylander and that mm-hmm. it was going to play out exactly this way because the Leafs never had any leverage. And their only hope was to try and convince this guy that Toronto represented the best place to win and that it was the place that he wanted to be. And the Leafs had to have some kind of strong belief that Nylander was going to give up some sort of dollar to try to make sure that he was going to end up staying with the Maple Leafs. Because I don't even think like a big, like or a normal Nylander season would have ended up costing him way, way, way too much money. I think that he wanted those double digits like all along and that he was never going to settle for anything less. He has this great season. And now it's reported during the intermission, during Elliot Friedman's headlines that Nylander looks like he's going to settle on something that is now near 11-5. And this contract keeps ticking up, ticking up, ticking up. And I got to say, I I think everybody can understand this take pretty easily. Like, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on a normal team, he would deserve to get paid that amount of money. I think maybe that it's it's still a little rich to me, even compared to any other team. Like, I think it's a little bit inflated considering... It should be your entire track record as a player, not just this past year and some of the playoffs. But to feel like we're about to just be trapped in the same conversation over again about whether or not you can pay these five players this much of your salary cap for at least the next two years. And then seeing people in my mentions being like, in four years, the Nylander contract is going to be a steal. Like, I don't, I, I almost had like a panic attack reading some of these tweets knowing that I'm just going to re-enter the Thunderdome of this take again for the foreseeable future of my life. That this is just like, it's inescapable for me. I, I hate to blow smoke up your rear end, but I like I, I said you're hot already with your good ideas. The, the, the Jordan Bulls tweet of negotiations is just, it's a chef's kiss, buddy. I had to give that one a like. I, buddy, they're so good at negotiating. Like I, it's, it it's doesn't like matter who the GM doing... is. They're taking them to the woodshed, baby. It does not matter. All of these guys, when they retire, should be yeah. agents. <laughs> like they should just sit. They should just sit across the table from it and be like, oh, boy, did you hear who uh, Connor Bedard hired? Oh, yeah, he hired Matthews. He's like, they're dead. He's gonna get the... <laughs> they're dead. They're going to pay everything. I, I don't know. I Listen, I see the same things in my mentions when I sent the tweet. I can't. Zooming out to me and just it's looking, it's just too much. It's just of too course. much. It's just too much money. It's like, well, the percentage of the cap is the same as Tavares. And I was like, it's just too much Shut money. Up. It's yeah. just too much money. It's eight years of 11.5 for a guy that we are all worried about. 10. Have anybody watched sports before? Has anyone ever heard of a contract here? Like, this is crazy. A guy that, listen, let's be fair here. He had a great year last year, but there's always been motivation issues and things where people were worried about him going away and being a ghost and having these long stretches of seasons where he was not noticeable. And I'll say he cut down on him last year, which was not a a contract year. And this year they have been totally gone. They've been totally gone. He's been consistent. He's had a point in every game, except what one or two this year. It's been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But like, are we like, we're really sure this is it. This is who he is from now on. Because if that's the case, okay. I can live with 11.5. I'm not going to like it. I am definitely not going to like it or even like it's too much. But you can live with it if this is what he is. But like, what if it isn't? Mm -hmm. Then what? What? Like that terrifies me. That part of it where it's like a guy who has been known to, you know, been up and down and motivated. Like, well, 
he's had the ultimate motivation the entire season where now he's gotten it to the point where he's going to get paid potentially $11.5 million when we were talking about 10 or even below 10 in the offseason. I just mm-hmm. really hope this is who he is for his sake, for Leaf fans' sakes, for everyone's sakes, because if he turns back into like inconsistent Nylander, people are going to hate him. Hate him. I think that already this number is is shifting the way a lot of people are perceiving the season. Like, I, I, I'll just speak for me personally. Like, watching him score the two goals tonight all year long i've just been avidly rooting for nylander goals and i've been thinking you know the number is going to be big it's going to be an uncomfortable number i frankly never thought it was even going to hit 11 i thought it was going to be 10 5 um tonight seeing that report and then watching him score those goals against the sharks and then seeing like the what he's on pace for like it, it just it didn't feel the same way and that's the thing that happens and it sucks because it's a it's a byproduct of the salary cap right yep. like You'd love to live in a world where you don't really care about these things. But unfortunately, like this, this is the world we live in. Okay. Like we, we watch hockey and it is a hard cap league. And what we know for a fact is that those half million dollars, those million dollars, they matter. And I know they matter because the Leafs have been right up against the cap the entire time. These guys have had a run. They've always been trying to find little workarounds for guys contracts, you know, and I just, I think about, all these people who keep talking about, well, in three years, it's going to be a bargain, which to me is just like hilarious. Again, trying to predict what this is going to end up looking like, but also what about next year when Matthews, contract goes up and now Nylander is going to jump up by this much money and, and how they're going to fill out the rest of this roster. Like we've, how many conversations have we had this year about, Hey, here's what they might need. They might need a goalie. They might need a blue liner. They might need a center. They could use another depth winger. It's like, yeah, dude. Why do you think this is the way it is? You think it's just yeah. because they have zero talent evaluation for, between all of these different general managers and hockey minds? It's like, no, it's because they have to work within the confines of these players. And again, so to me, it's just I, I, I'm like Colangelo's wife, like find a new slant. You know, I just want a new <laughs> slant other than picking apart the Leafs team because it's well, just, it, it's poorly constructed around way too much money for the top guys. It's just it's. It's crushing to know that, like, we all knew Nylander was going to be a ruthless negotiator. Like, we all knew that, you know, this was his dad's MO was he was very much like, no, shut up, pay me. I'm not getting sentimental. He's raised in that. His um, name's coming up in the news, old Michaels. Like, for, it's like, for sure. I just, it, it is a little, I will say it's a little, it stings a bit when you watch Nylander go to Sweden and be the number one star in Sweden and all the Leafs connections and the Boreas yep. Solomon things yep. and the Sundin things. And to know that, like, that stuff has no value to any of these players, right? Like, none of them are kicking back a dollar to stay in Toronto. They keep saying the same things where it's like, oh, we want to be in Toronto. We love the fans. We want to win here. But it's like when push comes to shove and they got to sacrifice a little bit to play for the sweater that they claim they care about so deeply and play in the city that they care they love or they say they love so much or to, you know, try and win a Stanley Cup. And that's their priority is just winning, winning, winning. It's like it all seems to go by the wayside whenever it's contract negotiation time. And I think that there's way too many fans that just do the whole like, good for him. (laughs) It's a bag king. They root for the players. They root for the contracts. And I'm just not like that. I root for the sweater. I root for the city. I root for the team. That's well said. It's the cake and it's your cake and eat it to Leafs, really. Like they've gotten Mm -hmm. it all, right? Like this is just another one of these. If this is true, like if it's and free just – on this stuff he's not going to go on national television and say that if it's not yeah i don't think friedman's wrong no don't think it's and i I don't think nylander's about to pull a mcdavid and be like actually i'm going to give a million dollars back on the last day of the negotiation i I just yeah 
And listen, like, I don't want to take away from how good Willie's been because he's been unbelievable. That's what sucks. He's been I agree. unbelievable. Unbelievable. I have enjoyed watching him play this year as much as like any Matthews years and any like years I've watched a guy play. He has been amongst the most elite guys I can ever remember watching for the Leafs this season. He has been unbelievable. But you just, you can't. Delight every night. You cannot measure it against this. And I guess that's what sucks with the cap. And you know my thoughts on the cap. We don't need to go down that sto- that that thing. And mm-hmm. it sucks. But like you said, they should, I guess, recognize that too. And people will be like, oh, the players got to get as much as they want. I get it. I get all the I get all the oppositions to what we're saying. And I know we're just two guys agreeing now. It's agree talk again. But like, just sucks that they just are getting taken to the woodshed again. That's yeah. it. That's uh, I don't know again, what else to but, say. Well, it, it, like they're not going to complain about it because I don't think that these guys really seem to care about it right now. But I, I, I do think that there is a window here um, mm. or a sliding door where these guys will look back on their careers and go, hey, your legacy was the, the dudes who got paid all the money. So it's like, oh, it's awesome that you have the money. I'm sure you're not going to regret taking too much of it. But mm-hmm. it's like most players, when they get to the ends of their careers and they start taking the hometown discounts and they're trying to chase rings because they feel that little tinge of regret of not trying to do a little bit more to win, that that could end up being the way that these guys get remembered. So it's just, it's, um, it's a something. So guess what, buddy? Now that that's potentially going to get signed this week, mm-hmm. get ready for what does this mean for Marner? Woohoo! Yeah, I know. Here we go, baby. Dial it up for another one. Let's go. It would be so easy too, right? Like it would just, it, it just like, I, I hate it. But Marner's the Toronto guy. He'll definitely take less. Yeah, no. And that's what happened last time. He took so much less. Yeah. Well, actually the funny one to me is everyone going, well, don't worry because it's all going to work out because Tavares will come off the books and then they're going to get him and on. He'll a take less. Discount. Well, I'm like, he'll take less. Yeah, right? but what? He'll take less for sure. After like sure. scoring sixty five points, he'll he'll definitely take like he'll definitely take nothing. But I I don't think that's the thing. I don't think that he'll take nothing. He'll take a huge pay I'm, cut. But I'm he's being, also I'm being sarcastic here. I, I know I get you. I'm I'm just saying that he's also going to be two years older. Yeah, like he'll probably be a winger at that point, <laughs> and so the Leafs are going to have to use that cap space to go find centermen like. I don't know. I just, it's, it's kind of annoying when you see all the people that try to feel like they've got this thing figured out. And it's like, you know, I think Brandon Pridham is tearing his hair out, trying to figure it out. And yet yeah. a lot of leaf Twitter is like, don't worry. Four years from now, I'm going to love the Leafs. <laughs> four years from now, buddy. <laughs> well, kids, he can't sleep at night. They're like, everyone's like, it's fine. <laughs> Dude. It's like when I was a little kid, I remember, uh, my uncle bought me, uh, a, the secret of the ooze Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't allowed to watch it. My uncle called to be like, did you get my gift? And I was like, yeah. And mom says I get to watch it when I'm 10. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> that's me. Or that's all the Leaf fans that are just mm. stoked on building these fantasy teams about the Leafs that are like four years in the future when they've got all this like added cap space or that the contracts look great. <laughs> and m- meanwhile, when Matthews is going to be like on his contract year, in a contract year. It's just never like, it's just we're never, never ending. It's ne- no, it's, it's always we're never that. escaping it. It's always uh, that. all right. And then McDavid uh, and McDavid and Drysaddle will both be like, "Okay, here's eight million, and we're uh, sorry, ten million, and we'll sign for eight years, like good boys." And everywhere else, they'll just do what they always do. And here, they're like, the or the Leafs miss out on being able to sign McDavid because they oh, yeah. locked all these guys up in their contracts. Uh, <laughs> he wants to come oh, home, but they just can't. They I can't make it work. I had a quick thing for you, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this. And I know yeah. you love them, so I want to talk about it. Sharks, unis. 
They're what the a nicest rebrand. In all of hockey. What a rebrand. They're unbelievable. I love yeah. them. They're so nice. And I, I found myself mesmerized multiple times tonight. They're really good. They, yeah, it wasn't by their play, that's for sure, but it was mm-hmm. definitely by what they look like. And it's just, I like teams that have the non traditional hockey colors and do it well. For like mm-hmm. for those ones are amazing, right? Like, but there's they're not blue, they're not red, they're not black, they're yep. not like they're just like a non traditional color that's not like candy ass. You know, they just look really good. Dude, they've they've nailed it, and yeah. you know, a lot of like you even think about that color with like, hey, the Charlotte Hornets, for example, and how yeah. many times the Hornets have blown their jerseys and not been able to like maintain mm-hmm. that cool crisp look of the like oh, the Sharks yeah. have. Look the Sharks, out of out of all those like '90s expansion teams, they've just done the best job at not doing it in a weird and crappy, corny way. It just it yep. always looks terrific. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful sweater. It's it, like it truly is one of my favorites. And I wish uh, in all of sports. And there's something about when they play the Leafs, like the aesthetic of. And maybe it's because I'm a Leaf fan and I like the Leafs sweater, so yep. maybe it's that. But when these two teams play each other, it's like, it's, it's like when the Leafs play the Red Wings, it just fits my eye where I'm like, God, this looks so good. I, I, I want to just see this on my TV. There's only one thing I would say that I wish once in a while teams would do, like in the NFL where they wear different colored pants. I would mm-hmm. love to see this with a black helmet and a black, in black pants. Just yeah. to have a look at it, see what it would look like, because I think it would be really nice as well. But I love the all-teal look. They look good. Too bad they suck so bad, because those jerseys yeah. are unbelievable. Uh, anything else? I'm good, buddy. Okay. Uh, I heard it's nice to see your face again. Yeah, it's nice to be back. I saw Ailish do her impression of me with Smash the oh, Like yeah. Button. <laughs> she did. And all I gotta say to that is, hey Ailish, thank you for watching all these shows. Like ah. we always do it at the very end. So, you know, thanks for watching. Nice to see you, Ailish. Nice uh... to see everybody here that, you know, has been watching and make sure that you hit that thumbs up. Make sure that you do hit that subscribe. And yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sammy McKee. And we will see you on Tuesday night against this very same Sharks squad. <laughs> Great. Exciting. Yeah.